guess this is how the podcast started. <laughs> <laughs> I never really tell the guests when it's starting or how it starts. We kind of just, it happens. Do you yeah. want to tell everybody who you are, your name, what you do? Yeah, uh, my name is Bezelbub Balthazar, um, or Eli Orko, and I am a entrepreneur, a hip-hop artist, a jazz artist, um, an overall creative, and uh, Asian of chaos. Wow. Yeah. And when did you first start playing music or singing or producing? Like 13, I uh, joined my first band, and then that carried on for a while, so yeah. And then life, but yeah, thirteen. I was in like a punk band, like way back in the day. Punk band, huh? Yeah, I started out in punk music. A lot of people, I like in Cleveland. A lot of people know this, but like, yeah, like as I like go outside of Ohio as an artist, uh, is like kind of shocks people. I guess sometimes. Are you born and raised in Cleveland? I was born in Elyria. I was raised in South Florida in Coral Springs. Where were you born? Coral Springs, Florida. Oh, okay. Same town as Newfound Glory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> fact. And then you moved up to Cleveland? Uh, recently, yeah, yeah. Recently? Yeah. So where were you in your youth? What, where, what area? Uh, define youth. <laughs> all right, where have all the places you've lived? Uh, um, all right, so I've lived <laughs> in Florida, like all over the place in Florida. Um, I've lived... In Texas, L.A., Sacramento, San Diego, for a little bit of San Diego. Uh, San Diego and, like, L.A. kind of blend together for me. Um, but because, like, it started in San Diego because I was, like, in Texas, and then I was, like, going to go to San Diego because I always wanted to go to California. And then, like, worked my way doing security for this one band into L.A. Um, and, yeah. Just, Why so many places? Uh, I've... This is my this is a couple. Well, my friend Casey specifically uh, puts it. I was like a vagabond for the longest time, so I was just like, uh, I was just sad, and like, uh, me and my like my childhood girlfriend had like split up, like, till I was about like twenty two. That's when that really. So like from seventh grade to like twenty two. Um, you were living in these different places at that time? No, no. I was just in that bubble of, like, I'm going to do, like, the family thing. Uh, um, and you're in Florida at this time? Yeah. Uh, I had, like, my parents had split when I was, like, 16, so we did, like, the long-distance thing. And then I did, like, what I did to make money for about two years, and then I moved down to Florida and, like, tried to get myself together to do that, and then that lasted about couple years yeah what 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 do you mean i did what i did to have to make money i just yeah i uh I like work jobs and uh i used what was available to me to make money i yeah. love how vague you're being <laughs> <laughs> oh very vague I'm, i mean i'm not gonna pry if you don't want no, to you're good <laughs> i could only assume yeah <laughs> i wasn't born yesterday uh <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm resourceful. I mean, it's a big thing in, like, my brand. I just, I use what I can to get ahead, and I try to do my best to progress and grow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And when did you, so how old were you when you were moving around these different cities? I was, like, 22. Uh, the first time I had left, because we had, like, went on a break, and I went to California for the first time then, um, and that's where that started, and then I came back, and I moved to Tampa, and we were, like, working on it, and then that fell apart, and then I moved to... Cleveland um so you're like 22 and then I yeah like my mid-20s or I guess I'm still in my mid-20s how old are you I'm 
I'm in my late twenties now. Why do people have such a hard time saying how old? <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just like it's an ongoing joke. It's it's an ongoing joke. Um, yeah, like so. You're like, twenty seven. Something like that. <laughs> I'm tw- I'm thirty one. Yeah. I have no problem saying how old I am. I have no problem saying how old I am. I'm just being recorded, and I like troll people with it. So, okay, yeah. I, I I feel you. That's fun. <laughs> and right. so, about half your life, you've been playing music or pursuing it in some way. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And do you play any instruments, or do you just sing? Uh, I don't think I can like accurately play anything without seeing like without seeing someone play the chords. I'm really good at mimicking things. Um, so like. All the stuff that like I come up with when it comes with an instrument, like watch on YouTube, and I'll modify it, and I'll be like, "This is a, this is a thing," mm. and then I'll forget about it two days later, and I'll be like, uh, "Like, and I'll record it into my DAW, and it'll be done." But after that, I have no idea how to do that again. <laughs> okay. I don't practice is the problem. So you're more of a singer. Yeah, I'm definitely a vocalist. I am a I'm a front I'm a front person. Got it. And because I I remember when you played DZ Fest, you kind of go between like singing and. Like rapping, mm-hmm. and which one do you find it to be fluid, or do you fluid prefer one? Yeah, it's fluid yeah. for you. Yeah, I think uh, the style that I have for myself as an artist in being a vocalist, uh, they merge sometimes on certain songs too. So yeah, it's mm. interesting. Do you um have you have you ever taken lessons all self taught with with singing? No, no, just yeah. self taught. Yeah. Um, I was like 14, I was in This and This Reason, uh, old band. Uh, my friend had like killed himself, and he was the vocalist of our band. And then I was like, oh, I mean, it wasn't immediate, but yeah, as we like started to get the stuff back together, um, I was I was writing songs all the time because he's write poetry. And I was like, I can try. And yeah, it just became a thing. And mm-hmm. I like doing that way more than trying to figure out how to play bass. And then they're like, just just make sure that, you know, we're just playing the same chords over and over again. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Dope. So that changed your trajectory, your friend killing himself? Yeah, I think it did. It changed a lot in how I perceive stuff. Um, there's a lot of things that changed a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stability isn't really, like, my bag, I guess. But uh, I, uh, I do, like, I like some semblance of, like, structure. I just, like, know that life is chaotic in general, so. Um, Yours seems to be quite chaotic based on everything you said, the, the moving <laughs> around and this, that being very cryptic here and, and open here. Um, I'm it, pretty open. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just. Well, why Cleveland? Why do you find yourself in Cleveland? Um, it just is, my it's easy to base myself and figure things out. Um, in L.A., or like in California in general, it's like oversaturation because everybody's trying to do something, and um, you get pulled in a lot of different directions. Also, felt like I wasn't contributing or de- building anything, and I was really seeing a lot of people around me start doing like all types of stuff, and I felt like I wasn't. Um, and then yeah, it struck a chord with me like because I started, like, feeling bad about my relationship with my ex. Um, And then I was like, well, why don't I just go somewhere where there's nothing and try to be something? Mm. Um, 
So you just say Cleveland's nothing, huh? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Most like, people don't categorize Cleveland as like this uh, artistic musical mecca, you know. People is definitely there. I will say there are people who are trying, and there are like little pockets of like mm-hmm. things that are building, um, and that's why I wanted to be like a part of that. I wanted to either build something or um, just be a figure in something that's growing. So, did you ever try Chicago or New York? Yeah, I've I've played here a couple times. No, like like uh, living. living. Um, kind of, yeah. I uh, took like a sublease out in uh, Chicago for like three months, I think. Mm. Um, Wasn't sorry. for you? Nah. Um, I'm used to city life. Uh, wasn't like driving like that at the time, so it was pretty easy to get around. Um, figured it out and like dating is always like a troubling thing with me. So it's what, like... What do you mean? Like, I don't know. People were just mean. <laughs> How, um, can you elaborate? Um to god because everybody is always like trying to like i try not to talk down on like former partners or anything Mm -hmm. um it's just a miscommunication and ideals um i'm very passionate about music and that sometimes that like supersedes my um personal life um and i'll like be like oh here's this chance to do this and then I'll, like, wander off for, like, weeks or, like, I'll forget to, like, text or Oh, you're one of like those that. people. Um, I try to, like, I've, I've gotten better <laughs> at it in time. I'm still not great at responding. Um, I have a manager, though, so she's uh, she's good at taking care of, like, email. Like, I just tell everybody to email Mylene. Um, yeah, even, like, with the pitching for that, I was like, Mylene's good at making sure I do everything. So, yeah. Wait, um, so it sounds like... You were describing you you describing dating. You said people being mean, but it sounds like you were the one being mean by not responding. No, because like when I would like be like, what do you mean by people being mean? Um, I'm trying to think about something like appropriate. <laughs> appropriate. Um, this is you can say whatever you want. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just like I don't know. I just feel like because like one of my one of the girls I had recently been dating um, like stalks me. Um, and is like, she'll like get very like nasty and like text me from different numbers and then, um, like say like I'm immature and I'm this, that, and the other because like I blocked her just because I didn't want to like deal with like being berated randomly. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like just like judging my lifestyle because like I, I lack that structure um like i'd moved into my place and i didn't unpack anything i just like had like my studio set up in my bed frame and like my bed in there and like like basic stuff i live like very basic um and she was like judging me for that um like every time like i let somebody in basically they like look at what's wrong with me um or what doesn't fit their narrative in life Mm, maybe you're just letting in the wrong people yeah yeah definitely um, that that does suck though i i understand what you're saying um yeah it could just be a lack of maturity um dating alters tremendously with age like what people are looking for what they want the way they respond to stuff you know i've learned through dating if someone isn't responding that <laughs> it means they don't want to talk to you so then you just let it go 
Whereas, you know, when I was a teenager, I'd be like, well, maybe I should call them if they're not responding. It's like, wait, no, that's not, if they're not responding, they don't want to talk to you. The whole, like, you shouldn't chase somebody thing. Yeah. Well, there, it's also context. Like, how well do you know? Maybe you just met them. Yeah, they probably don't want to talk to you. But if you've been dating a long time, it might be that, that awkward game of, like, they're ignoring, but they actually want you to reach out to them, but they won't say it. Stuff like that. You know, it, it gets complicated when you're closer with someone. You've known them a longer time first. I just met someone, and it's not working. There's a difference. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, I get interested in people. I just uh, have, like, a lot of things in my head, like, all the time. So, like, people aren't, like, the biggest aspect to me anymore. Like, I think, like, listening to people's passions and, like understanding like where they're coming from and then like just watching people grow from afar i love seeing people's progression and growth um it's just like building that intimate space and like having that like compassion i guess Mm -hmm. um regularly takes me time where like people want it immediately and then if i try to show them that attention then i don't know it's confusing because i'm like if i do give you that attention and then I get busy, it's not enough, or I'm doing it too much, and then when there's a gap, I'm not doing it enough. So it's like, I don't know. But yeah. It's a delicate balance. It's really hard. (laughs) It's a lot of work. (laughs) And sometimes you're not ready for it, and it's hard to find that person where you have the right amount of communication uh, in mind, and there's communication skills. Sometimes it's how you were raised, it's what you know, it's what you saw as a relationship. Like, I don't know how you saw your parents act in their relationship, but that's a big indicator sometimes of what you might think is normal sometimes, or, or your siblings, or cousins, or aunts and uncles, people around yeah. you as a kid, you know? Uh, I wasn't really, like, around my, my mom and my stepdad that much. I know every now and then they would watch Chappelle's show nice. uh, in the living room, and then um, my stepdad, like, playing PlayStation, my mom always, like, like working, um... And then I was just outside most of the time just doing stuff, so. Mm. And this was in Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So you feel like you will put music and your art, your entrepreneurship kind of first when it comes to relationships, romantic relationships? Oh, yeah, it's always, like, my passion before, like, love. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't, they don't really like that, huh? Do you tell them? Do you, like, let them know? So. When it's, like, becoming a serious thing, yeah, I've said this before. Um, I've broken up with somebody because I'd realized um, I didn't... The reason I broke up with, with her was because I uh, I didn't want... I didn't feel like this was, like, progressive enough for, like, what I wanted. Um, I would, like, look over, and then I had realized that I'm not the type of person that she needed um for like what she has going on in her like headspace and everything Mm. and then she's not the type of person that i need around me um to keep doing the things that i want to do so i was kind of just like she just she said like i basically like fired her from the relationship when i handled it i was like because i told her i was like we're like i have no problem with you i still care about you i just this doesn't make sense to me um Mm. so I did say I had to let you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. like you were fired. Yeah. I got to let you go. Yeah. You will not get a severance package. Mm-hmm. Wow. Breaking up is brutal. 
it's really it's not a good place. I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy for either people. I I think that the person doing the breaking up gets a uh, a bad rap, and they're not looked at as much as the person who's been broken up. But it's almost like we treat them as if like they're the the person like committing the crime, and the other person's like the victim. It's like no, it it can be as long as people are healthy. Like it can be really hard on the person because they have to muster up the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. And feel bad about their decision on they're hurting somebody else emotionally. And it's really, it's a lot of weight. And you still feel that because you might, like you said, you care about that person. Mm-hmm. But you still have to deliver this really unfortunate news. Especially if you still care, it just might not be working. And the right time, the right place, it doesn't really matter the reason. But if it's not like a bad thing, like someone cheated or someone's like abusive, if it's just like this isn't, something isn't. Clicking, clicking. Even though we're both good people, we like each other, just isn't really meshing well. That's a really hard place to be. And I've learned to have more appreciation for the person that has to do that, regardless of how it makes you feel, because it could really suck to try to get to that place, to respect and be patient with them. But they're people too, and they have to make a really hard, difficult decision that is not easy. And most people will hear that, you know, like your friends, and you tell them, like, oh, screw that person. Why do they do that? It's like, yeah. they're a human being too. You got to think about where they're coming from. You know, it's hard. It's a hard place to deliver that news. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, uh, I just accept that I, um, I just do things that, uh, is going to, yeah, every time in life, like, we're always going to do something to hurt somebody. So, like, at some point, like at some point in the year, at least in my head, I'm like I'm gonna find somebody I really like, and I'm gonna like not deal with them probably a couple months after. Like romantically, that's where I'm at. Um, Wait, you know that already by yourself? I feel like just like yeah, like every year I'm like it's just like all right, at some point I'm gonna find somebody that's like really cool, and then I'm gonna be like all right, this is done. Um, so if you know that already, why not do something about that mentality? I just try to learn, like, from people. Like, let's see. Last year, um, last year, I'm pretty sure it was last year, uh, I dated a girl that had ended up being gay. Um, and that was a rough place for me because, like, I was like, could you, like, rephrase why we're splitting for, like, my end, please? And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, just because, like, I'm just, I was like, never mind. I just let it go. I was like, I just, I think it's best, like, we just don't talk from this point. And she got, like, real mad at me. Um, and then, yeah, it was just because, like, I was dealing with the whole, like, I don't see myself as, like, male. So it's just, like, sitting there and dealing with that um, internally and not vocalizing it. Um and then having a partner who was gay um, was just a weird thing to deal with. But, like, circumstances is always, like, a weird circumstance for me. It's never, like, something regular. Like, the the mean girl um, who stalks me, um, that was probably the most regular breakup I've had recently. Um and I was just like her being mean, and then me being like, I gotta, gotta, I gotta back out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I need, I need to focus on me things. Um, but yeah, it's always like circumstantial. It's not just like 
me not willing. Um, I just think like communication is something I'm like, I have to learn how to do better and like identifying the right person. My mom and my, my, my mom and I have like talked about like finding people um, that basically the way she put it is like, I need somebody that I wouldn't mind representing who I am. Hmm. Um, because I'm very like work oriented, like I'm driven to like do a lot of things. So like I have to have somebody that I can admire as well. Um, so I need somebody like hardworking and dedicated to what they love. Cause that's what I love about people. It's yeah. And it's what you, it's what you do. It's who you are. You want someone that you look up to. Mm. I, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. It's actually quite, it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, let's hold this thought, dog. I'm going to text my roommates to, uh, they're really loud behind us. And I'm oh, going yeah. to text them. Keep it down if you can hear them. <laughs> Very heavy conversation. I just hear them yapping. <laughs> Hopefully they see it and they know. Oh, now he's, you filming me on my phone? Now I feel like a <laughs> dick. <laughs> Don't use that footage. All right. It might be. For those listening, there was a pause because my roommates were very loud and I'm trying to have this serious conversation. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, they're just so distracting. Yapping over there about probably nothing important. Yeah, um, we're having a good time. They're having a good Saturday. I don't blame them. I said, please. <laughs> I said, thank you. Yeah. That was nice. I get it. Um, yeah. Do you talk to your mom a lot when it comes to relationships with women? Do you, do you look to her for advice or help? I think me and my mom just like, my mom, as I've like taken this front to like be like Eli Orko and like do things, she started to see, um, what I've been trying to do for a year, like, as a person. Um, I wouldn't say years. Before, it was just, like, I just want to get married and, like, be with the person I love. And then um, when it became time to, like, figure out who I was, I kind of just was, like, I skate. When I was a kid, I wanted to, like, blow everything up and set stuff on fire. And now, like, what does adult me want to do? And then, yeah, I just, like, bounced around for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, like, the one thing that always was, like, true was, like, like played ukulele and just, like, made up stupid songs. Like, all my friends that grew up with me, and they like, would like, always be singing. Like, just, just making up stupid stuff all the time. Telling jokes and singing. That's all I do. I'm a bard, like, through and through. <laughs> <laughs> like, if life is d and I'm definitely a bard. Um, but... I don't what do you, like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about that or a bard or anything. A you're bard saying. is just like an entertainer in there, and they like have like all these like support um, traits, basically. Were you saying that expect me to know what that meant? I expect everybody to know everything about D and D for some <laughs> reason. I don't know why. I know zero zilch about all things fantasy, all things games, <laughs> video games, you name it, and anything fantasy, whether whether it's a board game, a video game. I know nothing. Say, I've never I, played any of it. I think the reason why I just assume everybody knows something about video games because of how mainstream they are these days. Um, I'm not very mainstream at all. I mean, even, <laughs> even well, that's the thing because it wasn't mainstream. So, like, either side of the spectrum, it was, like, video games. Like, people used to be like, oh, you're a nerd. All you do is play video games. 
And then now it's like, yeah, I'm about to play 2K. Oh, I'm about to play. Did you try Skyrim? Blah, blah, blah. Play Call of Duty. Blah, blah. Like, video games are so, like, normal now. Yeah. Where, like, back then, it was, like, my friend Christian, um, who I grew up with, I used to just be like, why are you sitting in the house play video games all day? Like, there's tons of stuff we can do outside. Mm-hmm. And, like, he just, like, we were kids. We used to go outside all the time. And just at some point, he'd just stay in the house more and more mm-hmm. and more and just play video games. I just, what the fuck is your problem? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, but over time that became the norm. It's still um, a problem though. Cause what, <laughs> hel- what helps you uh, stay healthy and fit and lose weight? Is it going outside and playing or is it playing? The thing is it needs balance. I'm not saying you shouldn't play video games. I'm mm-hmm. saying the duration people play it is a problem. Yeah. I play like, uh, I still play, I play video games on like Sundays and stuff. I usually yeah. try to go out for brunch and yeah. I'll like sit at the house and play like Oblivion or Skyrim or yeah. Dragon Age. Play video like games, yeah. but also do both. Like, go outside and play video games. Don't just be like, well, it's normal, so therefore I will do this. It's like, therefore, you will sit on a couch for too long, and you might start becoming quite unhealthy, you know? It could be dangerous for anything, not just video games, movies, Netflix. You can't do too much of it, even though it is normalized. Yeah, just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. It's that, like, poster in schools with the fish that are all going one way, and then it's that one that's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think I saw that poster in like fifth grade. I asked my teacher, I was like, what happens if all the fish go the same way as that one fish? And then they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, it says like be different, but then like, what if like other fish are attracted to what that fish is doing? Mm -hmm. And then they all just start doing that. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, I don't have time for this. I was like, okay. That's too deep of a philosophical question. I was in fifth grade. That's fair. They 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 weren't prepared for. It. <laughs> well, the thing about that is that actually does happen, and that is what creates the counterculture and other norms. You have the one person who's groundbreaking, and there's just the one or two, and then enough following before you know it. Now that it's, you know, you you eventually just become the norm. Yeah, that you create the new norm, and now everyone's doing that, and then you have to have another person do it. So that's why it's good to always be growing and changing and learning, so you can always be or possibly always be that fish that's going against it. Yeah. You know, not deliberately, but inherently and naturally. Yeah, uh, like in the community in uh, Ohio and Elyria that I came from, like starting out with this project, um, everyone's like, they safeguard their like networks because they're afraid of like people taking this, because there's, there's literally no opportunities out there. Mm-hmm. So the moment somebody catches some type of break, people are like, no, 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 I need this because blah, 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 blah. But, like, in my head, I'm, like, somebody asks me, uh, they're, like, oh, how did you get on to DZ Fest uh, that year? For How did you get to that festival in Chicago? I'd be, like, oh, yeah, um, when they do submissions, just watch out for this, and I'd just send them the information and do that um, because as much as I, like, like doing some things over again, um, I still always want to look for other things to do. Um, and I want to do bigger and better things. I, I don't even say, at this point in my life, I don't think there's really better to think new. Just like, yeah, I've like, like, I've, as I like play with this idea more, I think the term, using the term better is like belittling all experiences that you had, but those experiences have made you grow. So if you sit there and say, oh, this is better, but you don't really look at it for like what it actually was, um, 
and there could still be like things that you could learn from those moments but if you feel like it's past you um you'll never be able to like really look at it and be like oh yeah i should try to do this now it makes it a little bit harder so yeah um just new experiences overall though just always have something going on yeah the the struggle is what makes it all worth it that suffering yeah yeah it's not necessarily something's better i would say just different you know onward moving forward uh, even a lateral movement but just something that's pro- progress of some kind mm-hmm. um i can't i mean you seem like someone that can't sit set you know still can't be stagnant always trying something new and you mentioned earlier when you said who you are and what you did that you were an entrepreneur and anybody who has that mindset which is a spectrum it varies some people just want to have a maybe an etsy and they just make uh, jewelry or necklaces or artwork and that's their entrepreneur avenue and some people create an app and become billionaires and that's their version of it um some people have you know beer like your your beer that you have which can you can you touch on that mr oh, uh, entrepreneur how do you have beers with your face on it oh um, <laughs> what's up with that on a podcast like this oh really um, yeah i well it started with i wanted a hot sauce <laughs> and um <laughs> okay like how it like actually started was i wanted a hot sauce and i was talking to this company and i was like can i do a partnership with y'all um and they were like, yeah, what's your pitch, blah, 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 blah. I was like, I want to design, I want to come up with, like, an array of flavors that you guys pick from. Um, I'll design, like, I'll have the artwork designed, I'll make the labels, da, da, da. I'll handle the marketing. Um, I just want to put this out. It seems like something I'd really like to do because hot sauce is, like, cool to me. I, like, went on this, like, weird thing where I was, like, collecting hot sauce, like, stuff and, like, different flavors. There's a... The place that makes my stickers and stuff, Sticker Mule, they have this mule sauce, and it's, like, perfect. It's, like, sweet. It's got, like, the perfect amount of flavor and heat mm-hmm. um, where it's, like, really hot, but it's, like, flavor. And I hate things that are, like, just hot, and it has no, like, flavor to it. Mm-hmm. So that was perfect because I always complain. Uh, people are, like, oh, what is it too hot? I'm, like, it's not that. Like, yes, it's hot, but, like, there's no, there's no flavor behind it. It's, like, there's no actual taste to it. It's just I taste hot. That's it. Um but they did it perfectly um so i wanted to work with them and then they were like uh no and i started looking into like local like hot sauce stuff and i wasn't really getting too far um and then i like do this thing where i check in at the end of the quarter and like look at what i'm doing and what i can do better what's new Uh, i'm like oh made t-shirts knows like i sell clothing pretty well um I've, I do shows. Those are, I've pretty much got like those like a pretty good hold on how to get that going. I've dropped albums, dropped EPs, dropped singles. Um, what else is there that goes along with music that I can do? And hot sauce isn't really working out. There's tons of breweries and stuff uh, all over like Cleveland and Ohio in general. So I started pitching um, like my beer ideas to people. Um, and like the same thing I had in mind for the hot sauce, just with beer. Um, where it's just like, I have like a couple flavors I want to do. This is the time I want to put it out. I'll handle the marketing. I'll do this. I'll come in. We'll film, do all this stuff. Um, you know, we'll get extra press on it. And yeah, like we'll work out the details behind it. But this is my pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, I did that. And then I was like just talking about it in a podcast. They were asking me about like what I had going on since I've always got like new stuff I'm working on. And I was like, well, uh, my biggest thing right now is trying to get a beer. And the marketing director was like on that podcast for Unplugged. Um, and he was like, a beer. And I was like, yeah, um, I have, I forgot the name for the, it was a seltzer at the at first though. Seltzers are just real popular right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to like tap into that market because I felt like that would be an easier sell to like a younger demographic and also um, my my leads for listeners are um, under with women. I don't know. It's not, it's not where I'd like it to be. What, what, can you elaborate? So like 29% of my listeners uh, on average between the rate of like 29 to 26% of my listeners are... Uh, women so like 71 percent are men yeah and then there's something like that but then there's like a two percent like non-binary rate okay which from what i'm seeing in trends is like pretty average mm -hmm. um but you're talking about music your music listeners yeah yeah, yeah yeah um so i was thinking about like influence and like every time i'm like on facebook or twitter or something like that like more women drink seltzers yeah. than beers although making a craft beer craft beers are like like a bro thing kind of or like a, mm -hmm. a beer snob thing sure um i do know like the there's a woman that like got me into craft beers and stuff um lynette and uh she's like in the air force now um like but that's like very rare that i know women who are like into craft beers normally it's like a white claw or some type of seltzer mm. um but yeah so it was a, a ploy in that for like my reasoning to go for that and then as I, like, talked about the flavor and stuff, the brewmaster was like, hmm, no, um, what else? And then it was, like, an IPA and a shandy. Mm -hmm. um, and then we, like, had ran through names and came up with, like, um, like the idiot pale ale. So it's an IPA. Mm -hmm. um, and then... One more thing, and then we had the Shame Shandy, um, which is what the actual beer is now. Um, How many did you have make made? Oh, we only made uh, one. No, I mean, like, all those beers, how many have, have you had made so far? Yeah, just the one. Well, like, you gave me two. Oh, that one isn't, no, that one isn't anything to do with me. That's something I'm interested. They have national um, distribution, so I have, like, a sample pack of stuff. Um, so you the one with your face on it? No, no. That one with my face is the only one. Oh, like, you're talking about, like, how, how many, many physical the, 80 cases, 80 okay. cases was <laughs> I was like, I'm so confused right now. Yeah, I thought you were talking about, like, how many other beers have I made. I was like, that's the only beer I've No, made I mean, so like, how many physical cans of beer have been produced? God, uh, 80 cases, and I think a case holds six four-packs, so six. So 24? Yeah, or so 24 times 80. Okay, I'm gonna figure that out real quick. That's probably gonna be what two thousand one. Wait, I got sixteen. Don't tell me nineteen hundred and twenty. Nineteen hundred and twenty. I think is it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what's up. No calculator, people. <laughs> um, for those listening, I am a dork, and I practice <laughs> numbers for fun on my calculator. Like I will just do math for fun. You would probably like D and D. It's, I don't got time. It's a for lot. It. Of, it's a lot of math in there. I don't have time for video games or board games. I I'm doing my own thing that requires someone. This right now, 
Like, yeah, this I mean, is my hobby. You could do... It's like, a Saturday afternoon. Everyone else is talking and smoking and chilling, and I'm talking to someone and trying to, like, learn. You can have, like, a and d session with a band. And then <laughs> <laughs> I, I just enjoy um, numbers and how they work, and I'm always doing math. Like, when I'm driving, I'm always trying to figure out, if I go this speed, it's this distance at this angle, how long will it take me to get it? It's a... I don't know. I'm just a dork. I mean, we talked about um, <laughs> math majors that we, like... We're either like talking to or dated on the way here. Mm. Um, it's always like an interesting thing. I've only I've talked to like two, um, like math majors. I think Sam has had like one experience with one. Yeah, um, I was bad at math in school because I'm not good when things are forced. When I like have to learn it, I like learning things on my own time in my own way. Uh, just an extra curricular thing, like not. Not a, cl- a class or a course. I, I like to just figure it out. I don't know. It's annoying. I uh, wish I tried harder in school when you, it came to math. Are you an engineer or something? Uh, not an actual, like, trained engineer mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, a mechanical or an electrical or biomechanical or aero engineer, but an audio engineer. And okay. I learn a lot of math through that. And that's why I really like math. It helps me better understanding sound because sound is physics-based. And having a better understanding of math when it comes to applying it to sound, sound design, audio engineering, sound art, gives you a better foundation and hold with being creative within it. Uh, say with music, because music's all math too, how it actually works. That's why there is music theory, you know. You can quantify the, the numbers you're hearing. The, it's all cycles per second, the frequency. So if you know that, you can do a lot more with it, especially understanding. Once you understand music theory, like the circle of fifths, key signatures, time signatures, it's all math and number based. Um, so having a better understanding of math gives you a better, again, control to where you can lose control when it comes to creativity. It's a space that you can operate in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, uh, I was teaching Sam about, uh, the fourth dimension on the way here too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like big on like quantum physics and, um, like the concept of time. Um, what is the, what does time mean to you? Oh God. Um, <laughs> so like... You everybody, uh, every most people know. Um, you like occupy the third dimension, so time is more of a a sequence of events rather than like the ongoing of the passage of time. Mm. So like in a fourth dimensional field, it would be like every single instance of your existence all happens in one. So you're experiencing everything now, and that's all that exists. Mm. Um, which is how you live. You, you know, you only live in the now. The past and the future aren't really real um, because you only live in these moments. Because mm-hmm. you can't experience yesterday. You already had that, mm-hmm. but you're not living in that. But you also can't experience the future because you're living now. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in that whole, like, experience, like, a lit- like from what I've gathered from, like, theories and stuff like that, you have every single thing happening all at once. Um, and you're just like to operate in a third dimensional capacity in that life. You're everywhere that you've ever been in every, every like frame that you have um, where it's just like, I was talking about this movie I saw where like this dude was like actually passing through dimensions because he messed up something in a timeline and like, each like frame of his like movement he could see because it was like each 
part of himself was there and it was present, but it was looked like he was being stretched, but it was literally just him seamlessly moving through, which is what happens because each of those instances never leave where they're at. Mm. Um, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm fascinated by it. I, I, I am intrigued by time, the physical world, different dimensions, how time interacts with you based on your movement, mm-hmm. your speed, your your dopamine rush. It, it, it definitely seems like when you are enjoying yourself, time changes. We talked about speed. Too. Well, obviously you can't talk about time and space without speed. Yes. Like, and then I brought up light speed um, yeah. because it's uh, basically... Futurama, actually, smart show too. Um, Futurama has that thing... Have you ever figured out, have you seen the episode, how he explains how the ship works? Mm-mm. So instead of the ship moving, the ship moves space around it. So when you see it move, it moves the space around it and it's not actually traveling. It's, uh, it's like if we were at this table and then we shifted into another room, mm-hmm. the table's like moving us there, but we never move ourselves. Um, so like, apparently that's like the best way to get those results for lights to move at light speed is to never have an immovable object, um, have the world operate around it. So it can like achieve that. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Did you, is this an extra thing you go into or did you study any type of physics in school? Um, I've had like, I just have like a really strange network um i know like a lot of like math majors uh scientists um like i said i was was a vagabond for a while i just found myself in like a bunch of different circles over time and like um when i was in la i like dabbled in comedy for a little while it's like people uh people always found me funny and then i was always interested in stuff and people just talk to me about things Mm -hmm. and i'd be like yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> um, and then some things would like pique my interest, and I'd research it, and then I'd talk to them about it, and they'd be like, no, no, it's stupid because blah blah blah. blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, but what about the? And then yeah, and then yeah, life. I just like dabble off into something else. So like, I have, I have a lot of different like knowledge. I have small n- bits of knowledge in a lot of different fields from like learning from different people but nothing that i've like zoomed in on uh jack of many trades on a master of none mm-hmm. yeah. it's fun though i i find myself seriously in the same vein as you that's why like having you here right now i, I why i even want to have people here do a podcast is i realized through doing all these things the fest sessions other podcasts traveling you meet a lot of interesting people and from different backgrounds, different educations, different financial situations, different creative endeavors, um, different intelligence. And it's, if you just open your ears and listen and truly are present, you can learn so much. And you realize how vast everything really is, this world, how much I don't know, how much others do know, and how much I can learn from them, like I am right now. And it's kind of great. You, you can go through school. You can go to college. You can get a graduate degree. But if your blinders are on, you might not get much out of it. You might not learn a lot. And you might be really good at one thing, two subjects maybe. 
but you're shutting off all the other possibilities in life. And you seem like someone who doesn't do that, which is great. I, I enjoy people who don't do that, who take it all in, who are a sponge of, of information, you know, master of none type of thing. <laughs> I feel the same way. I don't I don't know if I'm a master at anything, but I sure enjoy learning. I sure enjoy communicating and taking in as much information as possible. I enjoy the traveling part of it, the journey of I don't really like getting to the point. I I don't want to like win. I like the journey way more than like receiving the award or the medal, like hypothetically speaking and metaphorically speaking too. I rather just always be on the grind. Yeah. Motivates me. Explain that to my mom uh, a couple of years ago. I was like, I don't think I'll ever be like happy like other people are. And then she was like, Wait, I hate to break to no one's happy. There's no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Say, there are definitely some people I've <laughs> met who are like. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> some people are happy, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, happiness is fleeting, anyways. Mm-hmm. It's just like you, you know, we have our chaotic moments, and then you know we either let those like define how bad things have gotten, or we weather through them, and then we become stronger from it. Mm-hmm. Um, for each obstacle, like if you just like let every barrier that you face in life just weigh you down, you're never going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of barriers and it's like if you just keep pushing through and have an idea that like you're worth it and you can do things, um, you can see a lot of, a lot of dope stuff. Um, yeah. Cause like I've had, I've took Greyhound buses all over the place. Um, I really, I take a lot of risk in life. Um, I just like do whatever I want. And then I just try to like be the best person I can in my capacity from there and like try not to hurt anybody. And yeah, I'm, I like the direction so far, but there's still like a lot more I want to do. What are some things you want to do still? Um, my biggest thing, I've been more vocal about this in like, like recently, um, just cause like, I feel like as I'm getting older, I can start building towards it. Um, but yeah, my biggest thing is I want to create, um, these like oasises for like artists or like just anybody who like has a desire to be creative, um, to explore that. But, like, basically, like, a library. Um, But it, like, just has resources for artists to explore their visions. Hmm. Um, And, like, it's really weird because, like, I imagine these as, like, villages. It's really strange. Because, like, it, like, offers, like, housing. um, Like, using, like, these, like, tiny home things. I don't know. Like, it's, I can see it. It's, like, always in the back of my head. Um, but most people would hear what you're saying and go, sounds like he's trying to start a cult. <laughs> <laughs> no, cause like, it should be like in your community and you can just like, if your kid wants to like do photography, there's like a bunch of photographers and mm-hmm. there are paint and there's just painters just yeah. painting and there's the, like easels and stuff like that. Um, I, and I like what you're saying. I, I, I myself try and in other ways do similar things and try to provide that as well. You know, so I get it. That's a goal of mine as well. I wish the government would step in and use resources to put that towards, you know, park districts and stuff. And some some have that, but not quite enough. 
not enough resources for kids who want to, again, have a place. Like, I want to go to the rec center and, like, learn how to paint or do photography or produce music or play an instrument or do um, jewelry making or anything like that. You know, that'd be great because it's really expensive for one person just doing their own. But if you have resources from taxes, federally and state, you can do a lot more with it. Yeah, and it's just like, like me getting into music, um, I had to like ask my mom for a guitar for Christmas. And then I like didn't even like, like I like learned out of the book and I was like, this is trash. And then I had like gotten jumped, um, I don't know, at some point. And then, uh, dude like came through the bushes on the other side and like got these kids off of me um and just like started talking to me he's like you always like getting fucked with people and blah 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 blah. i was like yeah like everybody keeps saying i'm weird and i just i just like i just want to skateboard and and, like do music he's like oh you do music and i'm like no but like i got this guitar and like i've been trying to learn it and he's like, oh, you're a guitarist. I was like, well, like, kind of. Like, I don't know how to play. And he's like, well, I can show you some stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Just, uh, you know, I live, like, right over there. Blah, 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 blah. And he's, like, some, like, high school kid. Um, and he, like, and introduced me to, like, Rabbit and, like, a bunch of other people. Basically people that I ended up being in a band with. And, like, Johnny, uh, who's, like, my best friend that killed himself. Um, but, like, I had, like, that's how I got into music. Where like if so I just, getting jumped, yeah, <laughs> and your friend passed away, like that stuff led you into yeah, yeah. music. That's dark. Oh, <laughs> where did where would this happen? Where'd you get jumped? I like on my street. Um, like what what city? Coral Springs, in Florida. It's probably it's night. Like I went there this year. It's nicer now. Yeah. Did that happen often? Where you jumped often? Yeah, really. Yeah, like how many times have you been jumped? I've never been jumped, by the way. I don't know, a couple times. Uh, like, successfully jumped? <laughs> I don't know what a successful jump is. As I got older and I got bigger, um, and, like, people started teaching me how to fight and stuff, um, like, and, like, I had to learn how to fight. Um, like, the last time I got jumped, jumped, it didn't end up so well for them. Um, and then I almost got in trouble. And... Um, what do you mean it didn't end up well for them? Um, it just, yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, I almost got in trouble. Uh, you almost got in trouble for I just them don't jumping like, you? I just don't like, no, for them, um, oh my God, I just hate talking about because like You don't have to, to. You don't no, have to. No, it's just like I, I try not to like, I'm a big person already, so like people just think like, oh yeah, they're tough. No, like I try to like, I've like some of my mentors know like I've been – I've done my best since like high school to be a pacifist. Mm-hmm. Um, I got fired for fighting recently. Mm. Um, so it was like, and like literally somebody's trying to rob my store. So I was like. Someone's trying to rob you, so you fought them? You I defended fired? I defended myself. I didn't fight them. I defended yeah. myself. And me and my co-manager got fired. Why? Because. Self-defense? We hit a customer. Well, the customer's not. Yep. Okay, for those listening. <laughs> The customer is usually wrong because who knows better about the product than the person who owns the place, sells it, or has been working there for years? Why would some random person know more? So the customer, owners say the customer is always right because they want to keep business. They don't want to piss anybody off. The customer is usually not right. I hate to break it to you, whoever's listening. <laughs> so 
you hit a person that was trying to hurt you. Yeah. And you got fired. Yeah. Was there camera footage? No, they don't have cameras in those stories. <sighs> That's so messed up. Yeah. Man. And, like, I even, like, I'm the one, like, because literally I'm very, like, when it comes to, like, working a job, I'm very, like, by the book with rules for the most part. I'll bend some things if it's, like, I don't know, like, group chats. Group chats aren't, like, allowed. But it's like, I'm not going to sit there and text all my employees, like, the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like, stuff like that, where it's like, okay, just because, like, one person or one store wanted to fuck with that and do something wrong, we all have to suffer from that. Mm -hmm. And, like, you want to get rid of them in a company, so I'm like, I'll text y'all, do whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, it's just like, I'll pick and choose, but, like, only if it makes sense. But if it's, like, a stern, like, rule, rule, I won't break it. Mm-hmm. If I'm being attacked and it's me, somebody eating breakfast and a 16-year-old girl in the store, like, right when we open, I'm not going to let them, like, hurt anybody. Sure. So, but, yeah. Yeah, I got fired for that. Man. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to getting jumped, uh, no, I defended myself. And, um, yeah, I just, like, busted up this kid's, like, head really bad and then uh, almost stabbed him. Um, so, but it was because I was getting jumped for, um, my affiliation with, like, other people with some other stuff going on. Um, so, this was just, like, years ago. Um, it's really weird because, like, I had this reputation growing up. Like, oh, yeah, he's the, like, the whitest, like, friendliest black dude you'll know. And I'll be like, uh, I didn't, I was like, I, I get, like, this is my reputation, but, like, nah, like, I'm just... I'm just, just just a person trying to just do dope shit, things that I, like, enjoy. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be white to, like, skate. I don't have to be white to, to like, drink and party and mm-hmm. do drugs and shit. I just like to um, have a good time. And I don't really fall into what y'all perceive as, like, black um, or white. I don't believe in, like, gender confines or, like, racial confines, really, where it comes down to, oh, this is just like black or hispanic i'm i'm a black person who grew up in a hispanic neighborhood um so and then i got jumped by black kids all the time but like i had friends who were hispanic and white Mm. so then they were like oh yeah well he hangs out with i was like no like black kids beat me up because i'm from that neighborhood oh just because of your location they beat you up that yeah pretty much that i talk weird because i don't talk like them Mm. um they couldn't place me racially because they couldn't figure out if I was Jamaican or Haitian um, or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm just black. So, yeah. And that, that's so strange to me that it just shows how, like, territorial and tribal people are. Like, you could be the same skin color. And it's not even about that. It's like, you're no, you're just from that place. You're not even from this place. And that alone. It's weird. Or you speak differently. Well, yeah, there was a long time where um, I just let people think I was Dominican. Um, and I just rolled with that. So, Just to avoid conflict? Yeah, it was easier to uh, get by for a while. That's hard, though. It's hard, like, psychologically. 
I just want to be myself. I have to pretend to be something else. That's why I like skating because nobody really gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Skaters are, are wild and brutal, but the one thing that's great about them is it's like it doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. You skate. That's that's a lot of creative endeavors. Though. Like musicians are like that. Artists are like that. It's It's really when you're not within some type of expression where you realize it doesn't matter anything except for the art, the outcome itself mm-hmm. is all that matters. You know, nobody cares what you look like, how tall or big you are, but can you do a hard flip? You know, can you can you grind that? Cool. Can you play that song? Can you make uh, somebody move emotionally? Can you make someone cry? Can you make someone feel loved? Can that painting draw a deep expression out of your heart? Like, that's all that matters. And when you don't have those, that's why art is so important to me and expression and should be to everyone. It transcends race, money, color, sex, everything. Intelligence, it, it, trans, it transcends everything. And it kind of can, it could be, I don't know, it can bring people together. It does all the time, you know. Because it's just pure, like, expression, basically. Yeah. And yeah. that's, like, there's no there's no way to gauge expression, really. It's just somebody being themselves. Mm-hmm. I think, and I was having this conversation this morning, too. Like, I think... A lot of people who brandish the the title of artists are getting lost in um, narratives. Um, someone last night said this, agenda. That's that's what she said. Uh, it's like people who push agendas like in their music really aren't really like really doing their part in getting to the big picture um, because like you can express yourself through and through and you can feel something, but nine times out of ten. Um, you don't feel Black Lives Matter. You just feel like, like the root of that saying is comes from feeling like they don't. People who like make you feel like your life doesn't matter because of the color of your skin. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to articulate that, but you've used a known saying for that. Um, that's just like one like example of like something that I would look at and be like, I get it, but like you have your own story. I'd want to know more about that than that. Like there's another way to get that point across. Um, I feel like more people need to be true to themselves in that capacity rather than representing brands or other people's ideals. So what does it mean to you when you see a white person talk about black lives matter or say it or promote it or demonstrate it nine times out of ten if they're a white person who actually thinks that black lives matter they could find a a better way to say that than same thing with a black person saying it you're a person at the end of the day having an experience if you feel the root of that paint the picture for me mm-hmm. i'll listen like I'm, I'm here for it but then again maybe you think it's easier to make a pop reference like and pop music exists um maybe i'm just not a big like i listen to pop music but it just certain things with weight i just feel shouldn't be generalized um i don't know yeah i'm just more for uh self-expression and creativity and exploration um so i feel like people should push the barrier a little bit more yeah what are you doing in your life personally and publicly amongst yourself amongst your friends colleagues and family to help racial inequality and sexism instead of just putting it on Instagram or Facebook. 
Like, are you doing actual things, or are you just saying it just to play your part so you can play face and, and have people like like it? Now, that's that's a big problem I have with a lot of social media and the agenda that you know people want to pander to the right demographic, the right politics. When I'm like, I don't. Are you actually walking that walk and talking the talk? Are you just doing it right here superficially? Yeah, I think. Because, like, even in, like, my career, there's, like, easier ways to, like, garnish um, respect and, like, more followers and stuff. But, like, how we were talking about, like, doing DIY stuff um, versus, like, a, a major festival, like, in, a, like, South by Southwest or something like that, like, to that caliber. Um Depending on my financial situation and like what's going on, um, like next year is all about building um, my fan base. So like I'm taking time to find like target the right people that I want to interact with, um, and like have a small following of people in like cities that I could tell you different things about them. I have a Discord channel. I've talked to them. Like I have like a thousand something followers, and I've talked to a lot of them and that's why like that whole like me being on my phone for texting is like a big thing because like i get messages from like people from a thousand people is a lot of people it's not we look at like four oh it's like oh you've got 14k followers it's a lot of people on there but like to know like a thousand plus people and like have like a story with almost every single one of them and then be like okay this 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 and then talk or if they have a problem or they just want to vent um they know they can like and i'll get to them at some point and it's in the back of my mind like such and such had a thing going on i'll like skim it and be like okay when i get time to sit down i'll respond to this um so like to have to connect with as many people as possible and just let them know like they're not alone in the world and like encourage them to better themselves and keep growing and then watch that happen um is like amazing so like and i want to build more of those interactions because i'm um a girl that i had like talked to at like a basement show when i started um when i like started this whole like just putting like my my uh my mantra or whatever is like believe yourself um i uh was she was like your uh, your songs are like really like empowering to like it encourages me to like see like all these people doing stuff that they love and then you like talking about it and like it's really like heavy in your music i'm like yeah like i uh i like i like like hard work and determination i feel like it gets you a lot of stuff and i was like do you do anything she's like well i want to do nails uh, my parents want me to go to school and blah, blah, blah. i was like yo fuck your parents um <laughs> like and then she's like what i was like yo fuck your parents like it's uh like you know i'm sure they're cool people or whatever but like once you're an adult you're gonna like be by yourself and like you're gonna have to make your own life and definitely like experience school i think school is like a dope thing for people to figure out it like test, test the waters with everything you can but like go like if you if you love doing nails and you think it's a dope thing go ahead and do it and like I would just like see 
like my story feed thing and I would like check and I'd see it and then she's launched a nail page um like uh, two years later uh, and she's like doing that now so mm-hmm. um and I was saying like I inspired her to do that but I think like just those hints of different people being like yo do that over time um helps encourage people to just take that first step to be like okay this is what I'm gonna try um or yeah just yeah, like getting jumped and then someone coming out the bushes and helping you. Like, yo, come hang out with what us. What was he doing in the bushes? He no, because like, <laughs> so it's a really weird. So like, no white people actually live where like we're at, but there's like this gated community on the block on the end of it, and it's like got hedges and fences and stuff and like passcodes that we all learn the fucking passcodes to to go swim in the pool. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. And they just fucking hate this. Like, oh, who keeps telling y'all the codes? Because they'll like change it, and yeah. one of us will get it, and we'll be like, because yeah. we'll know one of the kids in the neighborhood. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And we'll hit the thing and get through. Um, obviously, as we became like older, it became a problem. But then we just started going to other pools. And then, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because cars started getting into the, the picture, and then, yeah, you're taking up parking before. It was just like kids from the neighborhood just yeah. getting into this gated community. But, yeah, he was on the other side of, like, where they started planting those bushes. And then, yeah, he just, like, heard all the nonsense on the other side and just came over, I guess. Because he was like, this is the first time I've seen you get jumped. <laughs> <laughs> you're um, like, I've been jumped a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, it, what does that do to the way you perceive people in the world being jumped beat up fighting because like i've never really had that experience so i, I like if I, I see somebody getting jumped if it happens to you like what is what has that done for your perception of people like what do you think of people i've never been jumped i've never had those mm-hmm. issues so i don't see people in a violent manner the way you might so i'm just wondering like what it means to you with all the violence that I just you had came a, up with yeah and this is the thing because i just had an argument with my band um like i'm like done with those that group of people um because they were like, why are you so hostile? I was like, because Nate's standing right next to me asking me about shit. And, like, all y'all are on one side. And as I'm talking, y'all are talking over me. And I'm like, in my, like, I know where I'm at. But, like, y- one, y'all don't give a fuck about me. And two, like, my background isn't as nice as yours. Like, I, I've had to, like, fight for my life multiple times. I've had guns pulled on me. I've had tons of stuff. And these were, like, regular occurrences in my life. And I've had people pull all types of shit on me. So in my head, a lot of people don't give a fuck about me. Um, like, people just don't care about me as a person. It has nothing to do with me being black. It's just me. Nobody gives a fuck about. And that's fine because, like, I'm doing stuff that I care about. So I have to defend me. Um, like, and then, yeah, <laughs> like thinking about it, yeah, because the people that I grew up with that, like, were there for, like, the really rough patches are either, like, dead or in jail now, so, like, really, yeah, so. Why do I always hear that? Why is that such a common, I mean, I, I think I know the answer, but I, this is a great example of I should not assume I should let the person who's experienced it tell me. Why? Why is that? Why are so many black men dead or in jail? Oh, these are white kids mostly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> why do I always hear it's black men? Um, I mean, it might just be your region. I mean, you got to where think. I'm from, Chicago. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, Chicago. I'm from Florida. It's different. It's, it's different. whiter. And like I said, it's whiter Spanish. I didn't have 
a yeah. ton of black friends growing up. They're mostly Spanish, and then I had like a couple white friends. So it's about where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then it's I guess it's a correlation of income poverty. No. Where these white, these white kids came from money. Yeah. And they're dead or in jail. Yeah, suicide. The, the death is different. Oh, um, okay. Suicide. It's making more sense now. Got so, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> crime? Because you were talking about jumps, getting jumped and fighting and crimes because and guns. Because so I'm black. Right, okay. So those are my issues. Okay, I see that. Where, like, the people I started hanging around, that I didn't have to worry about that type of stuff. Okay. Um, It's making more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> I had a higher chance of me ODing um, than most people did. Um, like from my block because I had other friends. Where what like, kind of drugs? Uh, like I don't think you can OD on coke. Um, oh, you probably could. <laughs> I guess. Oh, yeah, because heart. Yeah, I'm sure um, you could. I've never done it. Have you done it? Yeah, I've never done it. So I'm sure you could though. Yeah, coke, uh, X. When that was a thing, I don't think anybody's doing X anymore. I think everybody does Molly. Yeah. I never did Molly. It was never my thing. Um, I got prescribed Adderall and I got addicted to that. Um. Excuse me. Uh, weed was hard to find, so as soon as we like got a plug for that, that was pretty easy. Huh. Um, but uh, yeah, just a couple other things. So a lot of the kids overdosing on drugs. Yeah, had a good amount of friends OD. Pills, heroin. No heroin pills. Yeah, heroin's more of a northern thing. I think. I mean, mm. we've got heroin in Florida, but it's not like a. It's not a not a regular thing. Uh, lean, popular, always been popular. Um, but yeah. So they're in jail for drugs as well? Most of them. Some violence, some drugs. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um some just just weird shit. Just yeah. It's hard. I mean I know a lot of people like that too have grown up around here that are in jail for a bunch of different reasons and it is it is sad. It is hard, especially the overdosing. You're like, man, that could it that didn't have to happen. Like the it's almost like the overdosing always comes with some type of mental illness. Why are you pushing yourself that far? Why are you letting yourself get to that far with drugs? You know? I'm kind of numb to it by it. It's like really frequent Like at this point. Like I said, I've known a lot of people growing up and like, oh my God. And I talked to my friend Brandon about this. Um, I had a friend, oh my God, this kind of sucks because like this was somebody who wasn't even like connected to like all that shit. But it fucked with me because the way I felt when I heard that he was dead, I was like, I was like, damn, he's gone. I was like, it just be like that. Like, it's just, it is what it, like, it sucks, but like, people die all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's whatever. And like, even like for my own death, like, I, uh, I have this joke where I'm just like, yeah, the fucking day I die, I want nobody is like, I don't even want a fucking funeral, just fucking throw me in like a trash can or something like that. Um, and then I remember I like was talking about this and a friend of mine was like, oh no, I would tell people to like stream never knows best a thousand times. Like, oh, fuck you. Cause like, it's my like most popular song and like, I hate it because it's like old and I have like a bunch of other stuff I'm working on. Um, but yeah, nah, it's like, I don't know if death death it's just like it's the end that's all it is and then you have uh you know you just can't stop 
can't do what you wanted to do anymore, and that sucks. I think people can't make the uh, the impact they wanted to, but um, then in like in my head, it's like most of my friends. God. It takes a lot for people to like realize that like we're living back there. Um, when I started writing poetry and like somebody I like went through my backpack and like stole one of my notebooks. Um, and then uh, one of my friends, Brian, had uh, like read through it. He's like, damn. I didn't even know this shit about him. He's been right next to me. Like, and then he like apologized. Like he wrote in there and like wrote an apology to me and stuff. And I was like, oh shit. Um, but yeah, we're just we just be living and then not even thinking about like the impact we have on people and like the things that like that does. But when we sit down and process it, which we don't have time for. And I think like for a lot of people, um, sitting in and checking in with yourself is a uh, is a hard thing to do. You don't even know what to fucking do with yourself to do. Like, how do you even do that? How do you do that? <laughs> um, it started with poetry. I don't even know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got in, like, real bad trouble. I was, like, grounded for a summer. And... Like, I couldn't leave my room. I couldn't do anything. It was, like, being on, like... Yeah, like, I just... It was, like, being, like, in the DH. And I just, like, had to stay in there. Into what? Uh, detention hall. Okay. Um. So it was just, like... It's, like, being in there. And it's, like, yo... Um... What I do? So I, like... I used to draw and stuff all the time. Couldn't have the TV. Um, so, like, I just had nothing but, like... My mental space. I feel like this is what like fucked me up too. Um, but like I had nothing but my imagination um, in a bed. Like they took everything out of my room. Uh, so I just had like my bed and like my dresser. Why did they take it. everything out of your room? I was just in trouble. Um, what did you do? <laughs> um... I just wasn't, I was going to say school. Yeah, it was just school. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You got into a uh, fight at school? Nah, it was just school. You were just um, school. Okay. Yeah, school. Between like grades, nonsense and everything. Okay. School. Um, it was a lot. But uh, yeah, I had uh, just had that and then I had picked up like just writing stories randomly. Um, and then I just, like, keep writing, and then I, like, had, like, these, like, composition books that were just, like, filled, and I keep filling them, and just, like, writing, like, a bunch of stuff, um, and after, like, I was finally let go <laughs> to, like, go outside and shit, um, I just, like, started coming home, and I just write stuff like poetry um mostly poetry and normally like i'll be like oh, i'm just gonna write a poem today mm -hmm. just write a poem and do that or like if i'd be at lunch I'd just write poems i don't know i just picked up that skill i guess um 
by force. Like nobody told me to do it. It was just literally just find something. To do. Like you're in there. Like it's where you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was it. So yeah, that's what I do now. I just like I sit in the studio. I make like a song or two a day, and then yeah, it's about it. And I like or I have like I have a notebook with me like all the time. I, like write out like different goals I have for myself, things I want to do, what I have available to me. I like look at everything I possibly have to make uh, whatever I want. So a lot of your songs lyrics come from poems you wrote. No, those usually just come from an idea. Oh, those are separate. Yep. You keep them separate. Mm-hmm. I didn't know some people mix them. Like I, I do that, so yeah, I didn't know if you did I it. I feel like that's like backtracking. I feel like the composition should be set for like what it is, and then you have like you can make something new. You can always make something new. Yeah. So. Why um, why not just let the poem be a poem, let the song be a song? Well, aren't, they could be one of the same. Aren't lyrics sometimes just poetry? They could, but yeah, you could also just make a new song. <laughs> yeah, I I see them as the same. So I guess it's a perspective thing. Yeah, I was gonna say like you're not like I don't think you're wrong. I just like, yeah. for my in my practice, yeah, I'm just like that's what works for you. Yeah, right. Like, oh. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what's. But what we're saying right now, this this conversation is what makes it so cool. It's different for everyone. Some people won't ever write a song or a poem. Some people might just write songs with structure, intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. Some people might write poems and kind of go back and forth and steal ideas from their poem and put it into the song. Some people, like myself, might just write poems and then turn them into songs Mm -hmm. and not change anything. There's like a whole spectrum of being a lyricist and a poet. And it's really interesting and fun. And everyone kind of does it differently. Some people have to write the song first and then they can add lyrics to it. Some people write the lyrics first and they add a song to it. It's There's no right or wrong way. Yeah, it was just this, that, what you're talking about with the whole, like, getting the product out, basically, or, like, getting the end result. Yeah, that, that process of how you get there is just different from person to person. I have a question about that tattoo on your neck. <laughs> can you tell me what that is about and how bad that hurt? God. I feel like you're gonna feel worse about the uh, the story behind it. But Why? It's death again. Well, I've uh, learned that's the theme with you. <laughs> apparently, literally another interview I just had um, this week. The the uh, woman was like, "So what inspired you?" He's like, "What what's your biggest inspiration?" I was like, "Pain." And then she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, like most of my songs like come from like a bad place. I just usually try to be positive about it because." Who the fuck wants to listen to like somebody that's always like brooding and edgy and sad? <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, Are you sad? I'm like, I'm always sad. But it's all right, you know. I'll uh I'll find something. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Oh. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, my neck tattoo. God, uh no, I was say, like, do you still think of me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a casket. And it goes from the bottom of your neck across her abs apple. Yeah. So it's like probably four inches. <laughs> It looked. It looks painful. Yeah, no, I have a high pain tolerance, so it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. It comes from all those years of getting jumped. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stabbed. Jumped. Cut. You've been stabbed. Yeah. Where? Um, my eye. Wait. And then. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> been stabbed in the eye. Cut. Technically. Um, what? You haven't noticed the scar over here? I mean, I I see a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm letting you tell the story, so. Tell the story about how you've been cut in the stuff eye. Stuff with a girl. A yeah. girl cut you in the eye. Yeah, yeah. It with wasn't the, even being jumped. Fishing knife, yeah, yeah. On purpose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she in prison? No, no, no. no. This was, we were like kids. 
it was an accident? No. I, I see the scar. She yeah. could have took your eye from you. Yeah. She missed it by like yeah. a quarter of an inch. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> How bad did you bleed from that? A lot. Yeah. Dude, you almost lost. I could see it now. I can't stop looking at the scar now. I'm like, dang, that is like, I almost took your eye out. Yeah. That's a wild story. You even tell a story and I can only imagine. Okay. Yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of stories. Yeah, you yeah, do. When we met on a Thursday, I was like telling stories about like me like jumping off the pier during Hurricane Katrina. Um, what? And like, yeah, I have, I have stories for days. Tell them. So I'm don't. here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you jumped off a pier. Tell me about yeah, this. Were you in New Orleans? No, 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 no. Florida. So. Oh, when it hit, it kind of hit all over? Yeah, it hit the south. Got it. So which story do you want? I want to go with these, these stabs. The neck. The neck. Let's the, start with this neck. Uh, neck is sadder than out of everything, I think. Yeah. Uh, neck, basically, um, I was talking to a girl. Um, she had gotten cancer. And um, we were just, like, really close. Um, and she was like, I don't want you... So, like, I don't know how this is going to go. Um, it was just really bad. Something I've been dealing with progressively. She had, like, one of those, like, um, things. With Oxygen mask? Yeah, 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 too. So she had, like, a couple other problems, too. Um, but, yeah, I was like, okay. It, she's like, it's not that I don't like you. It's just, like, I don't want to get emotionally involved while I'm dealing with this because, like, the treatments and all that is supposed to, like, take a lot out of you and, I was like, all right, well, yeah, we can just be friends. Um, so, like, like I adore this person. Oh, but, uh. I'm sorry, Eli. But, yeah. Um. Uh, you don't have to tell it. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, we just like hung out on occasion. I was trying to do like rap stuff and um, just figuring stuff out for the most part. And um, just like we'll talk every now and then, just check in, like, hey, how you doing? Um, and I like taking some time to like visit. And yeah, uh, she used to like draw stuff and. Uh, like, she had, like, these, like, designs and stuff in there and stuff. I didn't see this until, like, after she had, like, passed. Um, but, uh, like, I saw, like, some of her, some of her drawings, like, really good, too. Um, but, yeah, it's like, finding, like, the proper way to tell this. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, basically, she, like, passed, and I was, like, looking through, like, a couple other things. And um, I'd, like, seen the coffin outline. And uh, just, like, she had, like, this stuff. And I remember, like, one of the conversations, like, she had, we were, like, talking about death. And I was, like, very, not, like, my best moment. But, um, but yeah, I was just, like, you know, like, you know, just kind of just gone. Like, you die. Like, I don't really, I don't have any answers. But, like, yeah, like, when you die. And she, like, like broke down. And she was like, I don't want to, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, because, like, she was just deteriorating over time, basically. 
Um, so, yeah, she uh, she had passed, and like I'd had like one of them because I was like, oh yeah, let me get like a tattoo from like one of your designs. Um, and yeah, I'd like just put that together. I this font though is not her handwriting. I like saw um, something that was close to it that was cleaner um, for like what I wanted, and got that done. So yeah. Wow. That's really, that is heavy. That's powerful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the eye thing, literally, um, I was talking to one girl, I was dating another, and uh, groups clashed, and she had found out. I was going to hang out with some friends. She threw an ashtray at me. Um, and it was like one of those like glass, like bulky ones. I was like, eh. And then she had, Ouch. Like, I ducked. I'm good. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you almost fucked me up. And she was like, I fucking wish it hit you, blah, 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 blah. And then I was just like, where does it fucking go? And they're like, no, 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 just sit, bro. Just, like, just calm the fuck down, blah, blah, blah. So we sit. We're talking. And she's like, you're just going to act like everything's fine. I was like, we're done. Like, that's it. Like, I, you got me. I'm good. That's it. And then she's like, oh, okay. So, like, I'm just sitting down on the couch. And fucking Robert's, like, over in the kitchen. And there's, like, a couple people who's, like, making guac. Um, and I'm like, so I'm going to go see Tristan across the street. So I go outside, go see Tristan, and I come back. She comes back out. She like hits me. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, chill. And I like grab her. She's like, leave the fucking go with me. Leave the fucking go with me. Blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, nah, because you just fucking hit me. Yeah. And uh, she like pulls her knife out. And it's like, it's technically my knife because I used to go fishing with my friends in the canal. Um, but, and so like for like the line and stuff, it's like one of those like black little ones with the thing. They're like this big. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, she pulled her knife out. And then you like swiped at me and they like cut that. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's not that, it's not that crazy. That's pretty crazy. She could have took your eye out. (laughs) Like it, it, for those that can't see, it's right. Like it, it squeezes with the creases of when you blink your eye and close your eye. Like you, that's how close it's on the eye, just, just north of it (laughs) to where it missed the eyelid. Um, that's intense that she did that. That's not good. Yeah. I think she's like cool now. Um, I'd, uh, I don't know at some point when I was like dating Salma um we had like talked for like in passing and she was like cool she apologized and I was like oh yeah uh, Jesus yeah, cool. you have found yourself in some situations my friend <laughs> holy crap um what's this thing I used to tell my friends I was like hey why do you know so many people and I'd be like you know you spend every day inside the house yo she's like you're never gonna find what's out there I never found anything good out there I can tell you that you got oh. scars to remember it though <laughs> Yeah. Tattoos and scars to remember. Yeah. And you said you, you were were you stabbed? You said, or is that what you're talking about? The eye, basically. Yeah, yeah. Never, <laughs> never shot, huh? Not that I know. Uh, not, not that I know of. Like, I think like a graze. That's about it. Like nothing. Like you've been crazy. grazed by a bullet. Yeah, yeah, nothing like major. That's intense. Where did it graze you? It's in my leg. I love, you're talking about it as if it's nothing. So, so you've been shot at before, and they missed you. <sighs> Was I don't think it was you know this wasn't for me no. Who was it for? One of my friends. Just they got him eventually, but yeah, yeah. They got him. 
Yeah. They shot him eventually? Yeah. Jesus. It's... <laughs> I'm I'm appalled and you're laughing. <laughs> Cause like, oh God, it's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to tell these stories. Yeah, I was like, I just feel like every time like I'm honest about stuff, it's always like bad. No, like, why is it bad? I don't know. I just feel like it's not bad. The perception of things. Is just no, like, I think it's good. I think it's good that people hear what really is going on in the world, what people really go through. The suffering, the pain, the death, the humiliation, the the, the pushbacks, and 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 the downsides to certain things. Life's not, you know, as pretty as people think it is for some people. They need to hear it. They need to hear it from people who survived it and went through it. It can humble people. Let them take a step back and realize like how good they have it, how spoiled they are, um, their upbringing, their skin color. Financial situation, education, parents being around. Some people have it really good and they don't even know. So I think your stories are very helpful for that. And so I appreciate your honesty. I'm not trying to push anything that you no, don't want to say. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a curious person. I can't help it. Yeah, no, it's You know, and especially I could see through who you are and your honesty, how much you've been through and what you do, where it comes from, you know. Yeah, that's... So you yeah you've seen a lot, <laughs> a lot, <laughs> way more than I have when it comes to that. Uh, I mean, I've like, and it's not all bad. Like I've had like a regular. I'd like to think I had like a regular um, life. Um, like I've played video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I I skateboarded. I surfed. Um, I, I went to go hang out at the walk. Um, and like which is, like, this, like, plaza on university, like, all the kids used to go to back in the day. I think they still do to hang out. Um, but, yeah, just everybody used to go hang out there and just ha- just be kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, a shopping plaza um, that's outside. So, yeah, I mean, it's, like, get Jama juice, uh, smoked hookah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, I went to parties that, like, didn't end in violence all the time. Um, Did many parties end in violence? <laughs> Like one or two. Oh, okay, that's um, good. <laughs> Thank you to say more. Yeah. Well, it was like at least the ones because like the people I would go to party with, my bad, um, were like on just in a different world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just started pulling away from the worst groups that I was around. Mm-hmm. Not worse, but the rougher ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so weird to see how. Um, and like this is one thing I like about video games. Because, like, they do this thing where it comes full circle. Like, if you, like, especially like RPGs, where it's, like, you could live the path of, like, this person or this person. But, like, they connect. Um, so, like, I would hang out with, like, one group of friends. And then, like, I would say nothing. And then they'd, like, go to, they do something, like, get drugs or something like that. And I would know the person they would, like, buy drugs from. And they'd be like, KK. And I'd be like... Oh shit! <laughs> and they're like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how do you? Why didn't you say anything? I was like, yeah. you've always put yourself out there, so you know a lot of folks. Yeah, you know a lot of people. Eventually, I became that I know a guy person. I just I tried to separate myself for a while, and then it became like everyone was like. 
he knows a lot of people. And then I just embraced it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody would talk about wanting to do something. I was like, oh, yeah, such and such does this. Mm-hmm. We can go talk to them. And then I would just start connecting people. So. The connections guy. Yeah. I feel you on that one. <laughs> I, I have found myself knowing a lot of people these days. And uh, you don't realize it until you meet someone new or you go somewhere and someone knows you, and you're like, oh, huh. I guess I, I know a lot more people than I thought. Um, but it's a beautiful thing because, yeah, you have these connections. You you learn a lot. You learn a lot when you meet new people. You talk to new people. You you have different perspectives when you engage with people from around the country, different backgrounds like yourself. You know, not every day do I get to talk to someone who has the stories you have. And a lot of people in my world never will. But I'm doing it right now, and I'm learning a lot because of it. And we're just talking and I didn't have to pay for it. It's not a college course. <laughs> it's it's nothing but a conversation. Yet it's so eye opening. You know, I'm a different person now after this conversation, and it's because of you and your life. Yeah, I enjoy like talking to you and like getting like to see, like yeah, like I said, your experience, like the things I learned like about like you and like your friend group and everything at DZ, because like I always admired like people who have like this stable is s like lifestyle where it's like you still talk to your friends you still have like all this stuff um i like like close families and stuff like like i have a friend Brickell, um and her family is like always like oh Come uh come to game night and blah, blah, blah. like invites me for New Year's like every every year like they invite me to go do stuff with them, mm-hmm. um, and like my family like does stuff but like everybody's kind of like it's a lot of like stuff in between, um, but like you can just bounce around but like they're like they can get annoyed with each other and all this other stuff and like they still see each other every week or like my family like if you get into a fight. You know, see each other for about a year or three mm. and then it's like you know well, that person doesn't exist um and yeah but like people who like know how to like build and stay together is a uh is a beautiful thing i think it takes a lot of work yeah, it does. it's like any relationship from one person to a group it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of honesty admitting when you did something wrong um them admitting when they did something wrong apologizing you know, last night my friends and I were hanging out in the kitchen and we were talking about like, have we ever gotten fights? And when we did, it was like an argument and how quickly we like apologized about some type of altercation, but no physical fights, just verbal things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, we never really like got in a fight or got mad at each other. Very forgiving, understanding, patient and apologetic and sincere. And then it could lead to like really deep, long-term relationships as friends, platonic ones, romantic ones, family it's the resentment, it's the not admitting when you were wrong, it's not being patient for letting someone else eventually come to apologize to you and admit they were wrong and accepting it. Uh, the whole idea of like hating someone and cutting someone off is a very dangerous place. I don't think it's healthy. I don't do it. Maybe I don't see them anymore, but I would never hate someone or, or cut them off and say, like, you, you're this or that. It's like, no, forgive them, move on. You can't live with that type of hate. There's been so much destruction in my life and in this world to hate somebody and to just be like, no, you don't exist anymore to me. It's like anybody I've had to not speak to anymore, which is very unfortunate. I think about them all the time, almost every day. 
is a few people, and it's really sad, and I hate it, but it just got to the point where you, you can't see them anymore. You know, I know you know what I'm saying, so, but I still think about it all the time. It doesn't leave me. It's like a sense of guilt, but it's like there's nothing I can do about it. It, it was so traumatic and dangerous that you can't really interact with them anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. But I still think about those people all the time. Again, I'm almost every day of my life, and I probably will, you know. But most of the time, it's, yeah, like what you experience at TZ Fest. It's a huge community of friends that are very, we've been together for a while, hanging out. And just being aware of each other and what you're doing. It's hard to be, it's hard to have a lot of friends there for a long time without people stepping on each other's toes. Um, holding each other accountable, being honest, but also, like, it's hard to do that and not have people be jealous or, or get mad at each other because someone might be progressing and another person isn't. I'm under the belief that you should help others. If you're progressing, you should bring people with you that are trying to and help them. Give advice, give ideas, be open, you know, learn from them. You know, you're never going to be the smartest person. So learning when other people are better at something than you are, admitting that to yourself and being like, I could learn from that. I should, I should do something with that knowledge. And then what I'm good at, try to help them with. And it's like a nice, you know, trade-off instead of just being like, oh, I know this, I know that, and thinking you're better than people. It's a really dangerous place, and I've seen it a lot. And it's just ego. Sometimes you need to be humbled. Sometimes you need to be beat up. Or, or sometimes you need to lose money or, or, or lose at something or, or not or fail out of something. You know, the biggest thing I've learned in life sometimes or it happened a few times, was like getting a really bad grade in a class I paid a lot of money for. And I'm just like, crap, I'd never want it. Like, it's such a bad feeling. Like, I got an F one time in my life in college. Granted, I never went to the class. It's my own fault, but I learned from that. And I was so embarrassed by it, and I never let it happen again. And in fact, it motivated me to do way better. And my grades got substantially better after just getting one F because it was so shameful. And so I felt so bad about it. It's like, I worked so hard to be here. I tried so hard. My parents raised me this way, and then I got this F. So I like retook the class, you know, exchanged the grade and then did better from there on out just from like having to suffer through paying for that F, having it go in a transcript, all the embarrassment that comes with it. But I needed it to kick me, you know, in the butt to be like, no, I can, I can do better. Like I'm not going to fail. You hold yourself to a standard, which I mean, yeah, I think that, um, cause I've like looked at people who give up god yeah i had like recently like posted on facebook the other day too i was like it sucks like giving up on people that you care about yeah um yeah nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, it's somebody uh in my mind um that i've like had like a an on and off relationship with for like years that I like recently just like just backed away from romantically um, or platonic both yeah it's like yeah it's an on and off thing so yeah. sometimes like we'll get together and it'll be platonic other times we get together it'll be romantic sometimes it's just it's always like the romantic thing is like always in the background but the room for space um to even get involved between the both of us usually just doesn't work and as i over the years i've like grown i've trying to be like like let's just try to do something um she'll like 
slip through the cracks of like whatever is going on in her head. Um, and I'd realized recently, um, like she has like a really bad problem with like alcohol and, um, like everything is just like slipping for her. And like, I've tried to, and that's why I'm like, it's romantic and platonic. Cause like, I've just tried to be like a friend, like maybe me just swooping in romantically isn't what she needs. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she just needs like a real solid friend. I could do that for sure. Cause mm-hmm. I care about this person at the end of like, regardless of my interests, I genuinely care about this person. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so like I was friends with her. I like every time she would talk to me about a dude, I'd be like, so I'm going to take my own personal bias out of this. And I think that, and I was hundred percent honest every time I was like, I'm still interested in you. I just let you do you. Um, so when you come to me, just know, like I, I do have a bias, but I'll try my best to give you my input. Um, but like the dudes that like she would mess with, would, like user, um, like for like a place to stay, um, just so they could like get high or do like just do nothing with their lives. And there's a lot of people like this in Cleveland. Um, huh. <laughs> Sam's just like, <laughs> but um. Yeah, it's a lot of people like that in Cleveland, and they just it's like she just gets drained. Um, I just have watched it like happen over the like we've known each other for about seven, almost eight years now, and uh, it uh, it like like she had lost her place because of like she just let people in, like she had a boyfriend. And then she broke up with him, but he was still there. And she dated another dude, and they were both in there. And then they split, but then she had a friend stay because they were down. So you had three dudes living in a one-bedroom apartment. And then she had the bedroom. And then they would just, like, come in and out. And, like, of the, like, apartment, I don't know about the rest of the stuff. But, like, I was like, hey, you need to, like, kick them out because he's yelling at you. She was like, oh, I'm going to come over here, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, that's fine. And then she, like, FaceTimed me. And then she's like, I don't know if I can come. And then I was like, why? And then she was like, uh, you know, the bees. And I was like, I was like, do you need me to come over? And then she's like, no. I was like, I was like, if you need me to come over, just, like, text me. Um, And he starts yelling at her. And then I'm like, okay. And then he, like, yells at her, hits the door, and then leaves. I was like, are you going to come over or do you need me to come? Like, those are your choices. Because obviously, like, this isn't good for you. Um, You can, like, stay at my place for a while as you get yourself together. And she's like, no, no. She's like, this is my house, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right. I was like, I can't force you to do anything. You don't want me involved. I can't do anything. But just make sure you're safe. Call me in the morning. Um, she's like, okay. And then, like, she called me in the morning. And she's like, he was just being, like, but she was posting on Snapchat. She had left her room, went to the living room, started watching TV, and he was just yelling at her. And, like, they're not even together. And he's in her place, not paying rent, not doing anything, just doing that. So she had lost that place, and now she, like, drinks all the time and, like, stays at one of her friend's places. 
and yeah um we had like reconnected and she's like so you're doing good blah, 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 blah. i was like yeah, yeah yeah i was like how are you doing and she was like tell me about her situation i was like you just like want to go hang out um i'm not the obviously i'm not the best person to like if you're trying to get away from like alcohol and stuff like that because i like drink um like regularly um but not like to the point where it's like messing up my productivity sure um i like have a drink and i'll go on with my day sure um where it's not like i have to drink all day and do something um so and this us meeting like again for like the hundredth time um we had like uh grad i like brought because we used to like take shots of fireball and just like do something stupid so i had like fireball took a shot went to the beach um and just like dug a hole and like had a bunch of people come they just had like a good time and like then we went swimming at the pool at my place um and like just had a good day um and then yeah like she stayed over and then went to work and we like kept hanging out and talking and she started like telling me where she was at and i was like well do you want me to help you find a new place then i was like i'm pretty good at like bouncing around and finding places so i can help you look if you're like because she's working two jobs like she's trying to balance it all but it's like not going that well um and then the drinking on top of that she'll drink every day like every day and it's like why and like literally for years i've heard her say i'm gonna go back to school for like seven eight years i'm gonna go back to school i'm gonna go back to school it's on your mind that much you probably take a shot at it mm-hmm. um so that bugs me a lot i take it personally because i have this person that i care immensely about um that i can't reach i can reach like as many people um like random strangers all the time but like somebody that literally like, has access to me um like in my regular life like i can't affect but I'm also like try to give them space to like figure their own things out, because um, there was just parts of my life where like people would be like, "What the hell are you doing?" And then, like, I think I'm fine for the most part um, in terms of like growth. So I'm th- hoping that like over time, like things get better. But it hasn't. So yeah, stepping away from people and like hating some like the hating thing. I don't hate her, but like that stepping away from people thing and like thinking about them every day, like. It's like a tough decision mm-hmm. but like for your own mental fortitude sometimes it's like what you need you have to yeah it, it's extremely difficult if you're a caring thoughtful person which you clearly are to have, to have that burden people will say like oh don't like you know move on it's like i i am i moved on but like these people won't leave my heart i just can't i don't know what to do about it <laughs> they're just I am an emotional person and they made an impact in my life and they mean a lot to me and those memories and those experiences are stuck there forever. And they'll flicker with time. The candle will get more dim, but it never goes out. As long as I'm alive, those individuals will be there forever, you know. It's sad. I hope they're all well. I think about it all the time. I'm sure you feel the same way. You don't, you're not a malicious person. You want people to be okay and happy in life find that peace, do something with their lives, you know? Yeah, I mean, even people that I, like, that know I don't really affiliate myself with them or I don't, like, when they, like, message me and I just, like, look at it, like, 
it's not that like I hate them. It's just like you've shown me your part and like what I'm trying to do. Um, and it's not anything that I need, like in my capacity. You could like grow and build, but like there are other people who are better fit that I could like give that time and attention to. Yeah. Um, that actually want to see things grow and progress, not only for like me, but for themselves as well. It's like a mutually beneficial thing. Yeah. Um, where you came in and you're like, I want everything that you've got, and I want to, I want this and that and that, and um, I don't care about you. So it's like, why should I care to pay attention to whatever you have to say at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not that I don't like you or I'm mad at you. I just have to move on. Yeah. Time is gone. And, you know, I hope you're well, but I, I'm, I have to move forward. There's nothing personal. It's that breakup talk again. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the worst. I, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. It's, it's bad to be on either side of that one. No matter who you are, I have been way more on the side of being broken up with. <laughs> that is a fact. How about you? Probably the same, I think. You've been broken up with way more? <sighs> I'm probably saying same, but it's probably wrong. That's probably wrong. The fact that you have to think about and count. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I like, I like dating. Oh, you like dating? I like dating. I just don't like the experience that I get all the time. What do you mean by dating? You like dating? Um, you like, like the idea? Like, I like relationships. I like relationships. Um, but you say a plural as if like you don't want to just be in one forever. I could be monogamous. I just no. I mean like just pick one person, get married, and like that's it. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Doesn't, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Why doesn't it work that way? I don't know. I got stabbed in the eye. <laughs> oh, um, God. One died. Oh, God. other one was Jesus. gay. Oh, God. Uh, cheating. Not me. Uh, Why, so my experiences are not <laughs> quite like that, but they've all been quite bad and did not end well. Or very unfortunate situations. Very sad. Very sad situations. And... Not stabbed in the eye, not not death, but very traumatic and very awful. And I see people who will have like one or two relationships and it's fine, and then they have like a great relationship and they get married. I'm like, how is that? Why is it, like why is it for some people like yourself or myself so bad and so traumatic and then nothing's ever so it always ends so terribly. Like what is going on? Why does that person? Why do they have to get to have like this great relationship where they're they get to be together and nothing's wrong. They don't got to go through any terrible drama. I'm like, man, I'm envious sometimes of that. Yeah, I think that, um, and a big thing that, like, I'm trying to learn is, like, I mean, I had to learn this. It's taking me a lot of time. I'm better. I'm way better at it now. But, yeah, just don't carry old baggage into a new relationship. I yeah. mean, this is, like, pretty simple. But, like, every experience is a new one. Yeah. And, like, you have to, like, get to know this person and yeah. grow with them. Also, don't carry ideas from that relationship into a new one. You have to figure out what works between you two. Yeah, um, that's true. Because, like, I left, like, a relationship um, that was like, oh, okay, we're going to get married. Like, that's what we're going to do. To being, like, I'm dating. 
and then it's like, okay, we're dating, and then, oh, we're in a relationship now. So I guess the goal is to get married. So I have to work towards that. So I started treating things like, okay, to get married, to even get comfortable with this person in that way, I have to, like, do these things. But I didn't even have that discussion with this person. I just naturally was like, oh, okay, this is where it's going. Instead of just enjoying the fact that I was in that relationship and then growing. I was years ago, but, like, over time, like, I just learned, like, you know, you just – you know, have discussions, talk about it, and then see where they're at in life. Um, after like a month, just be like, how do you feel about things? Mm-hmm. It's a weird question to ask, but just be like, you know, how do you feel about things? What do you, what do you think about our dynamic or like where we're going or like all that stuff? And like, it's once again, it's a weird question to ask, but like when somebody's just like, Sometimes they don't even think about it because, like, once you go into a relationship, they're like, oh, you know, I'm good. Or they'll be like, hmm, I'll think about it. Like, I, I think things are good. Some people are like, oh, uh, like, do you, like, okay, or are you, like, or how do you feel about things? Like, because they're thinking you're just, like, this is the breakup talk. And it's like, no, I'm just checking in. Yeah, just communication. Just, yeah. Communication is very important and not lying. Honesty is good as it is and as brutal as it can be. It is the most important thing. Even when it hurts. It's, I'd rather have that than someone lie to me about it, especially someone you care about. Just be honest. Rip off the band-aid. Be kind about how you deliver the information. Yeah. But be honest. You know, I think it's hard. It takes a lot of discipline and honesty with yourself to be open with your partner and tell them what's really going on, you know, what you really feel, what you really want. It sucks. It could suck a lot, but it's better than lying and cheating and, and robbing someone of their time and emotions, you know. I work in, like, ultimates, I think, when it comes down to that. I always tell myself, like, I have to be honest with this person because you have to, like, treat them like your other half regardless like this is like the easiest way for me to simplify it in my head because this person has decided to align themselves with you so like it's going to be a lot easier if you're just like if they understand more of you and able to put their end like their perception of it to like make it make sense rather than just be like just telling them what they want to hear, trying to twist things to be like, okay, this is what I know they like to hear. So I'm going to like make it sound like this. Yeah. And then, yeah, when they learn like the extra tidbit of information or uncover like everything around it, it's like, you didn't tell me this. And it's like you lied. You told the truth, but you didn't tell everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like all types of things. Just, yeah, no, no, sh- there's no shortcuts in love. It's like, just gotta do. You just gotta like put everything out there and be the best. Like be you fully, because you can't give half of yourself to somebody. No, you gotta be all there. Mm-hmm. When you're not, it it doesn't work. It's a very difficult and sad experience being in that situation, but it's it happens. And the best you can do from that is learn the person on the other the other end of it. Learn that you don't want to be that person. You do want to be with someone who's all in. And the person who can't get all in learns like. 
oh, I shouldn't be in a relationship unless I can be all that, like all the way in. Mm-hmm. So you can both learn from it, no matter how sad it is. Um, I'm trying to find a, a good way to segue to an ending that's been really <laughs> dark and sad. <laughs> Holding back some tears here. Uh, um, let's go into maybe promote anything you want to promote right now before we end. Uh, I think it's been two hours, by the way. Yeah, I've got shows uh, coming up with uh i got a show in pa coming up um i have vibe night which is my uh my showcase at the grog shop which is like a big venue in cleveland um it's like a mixture of like comedy and hip-hop um so i'll be hosting this event and i'm have a special guest uh chanel kazadi um she's really dope really uh, enjoy hanging out with her she's actually i'm taking her out with me to pa to um play that show and it's our first time we get to like ride four wheelers and stuff around so that'll be a that'll be a fun one um and then i'm working on this like really new sounding project right now that mm-hmm. i'm excited for um also i'm getting like more into clothing so next year it's gonna be hopefully like another drink some food and like clothes are, like my main things with like a project rather than like my thousands of songs that come out every year. You, thousands of songs every year? Uh, not thousands. <laughs> I was like, gonna say no way. <laughs> there's like I release around like twenty to thirty tracks a year. Oh wow, um, that's impressive. And it's uh, it's been like every time like somebody like interviews and like looks at my like discography, they're like, "You have a lot of music." I'm like, "Yeah, I like I like making music." Yeah, I make music every day. Um, it's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah, like, obviously, like when I'm like doing stuff like this, I'm obviously not making anything. I'm writing, but I'm not like recording and stuff like that. I usually, do demos. And yeah, I like put something together, and then when it's time for me to like sit down for a project, like I'm doing now, mm-hmm. um, I have space, so I'm like, okay, sit on that, make the demo, record the idea, delete some stuff, put some stuff in, rewrite, and then get the idea, and then if I want to add in like. Uh, horns. Oh, I met a uh, Soul Food Horns. Like the uh, well, I met the two people I work with in Soul Food Horns the most um, while I was out here too. So that was nice. Very cool. Um, yeah, it was our first time meeting. I hope that this podcast in- inspires a song, <laughs> <laughs> this conversation rather. Um, well, thank you, Eli, for for being here, for talking to me, for your honesty and sharing some stories. I know some of them are very hard, so I appreciate it, mm-hmm. and it helped me be a better person. So thank you. And I think people who hear it will be better for hearing it too. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. You take care. Have fun on the rest of your tour. Keep up with the beer and the shirts and the songs and the fashion and everything. Keep it up. All right, man. Take care. Take care.